Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Uh, just finished this great show. Absolute pearler. We've got to hurry it up, though, because at the end of the show, I said at 20 minutes, I'd have this up. So you should be seeing this at 9... It's 17... Australian Western I'll Standard Time. I'll give you till nine twenty. Okay, nine twenty. I'll, I'll give you to nine twenty uh, on the twenty third of January, twenty twenty three. But thank you for downloading the podcast. It's a good show, uh, and we're glad you did. We got our sports reporter Jacob Landsman. He's here for the first uh, sports report of twenty twenty three, and he makes a monetary bet with me. Yeah, this is. I also mm. want to see how this pays off. Uh, we also find out that I am possibly like the worst friend you could ever have. Yes, we already knew that, but we now have proof. <laughs> uh, we also talk about some strange jazz be happening when you're hanging out down south. But <laughs> and, um, but first, we'll kick it off with a very funny Ben Harvey. It is, isn't it? It's good. Thanks. Now we already caught up on all those hard hitting headlines. I need something a little more side splitting. Politics, crime, sport, finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> it's Up Early with Ben Ha-Harvey. Michael Ross. Oh, give me those headlines. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has announced major shake-ups to Medicare after it's been revealed that GPs haven't been bulk billing as much due to costs. Pretty ironic that doctors aren't bulk billing because of their own bulk bills. <laughs> No, no, but we really should do something about it. It's it's quite a problem. I don't go to the doctor because it's too expensive. Uh, Friends are rallying around (laughs) legendary footy cooler Rex Hunt after he was taken to hospital following a late-night health scare. There was no life-threatening injuries, and he was ultimately kissed and released back into the public. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And finally, WA Olympic athlete Peter Boll has failed a drug test. Oh, no. I guess he's been hanging out with his cousin too much, Anna Boll. Like steroid. (laughs) 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 Oh, I mean, that is good. That's nice, yeah. Route 5 now. Sugar. This is the clean version, unlike Peter. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Is it confirmed? I don't know. This weekend, Mitch, I was uh, catching up with the in-laws. Yeah. And we were like, we were grabbing a little bite to eat. And we're at this like funky little venue where they had a funky little band. A little four-piece sort of jazz Quartet. Oh, okay. But they were like these young blokes. They were like maybe 21 at best. Young jazz. Young jazz. Oh. And you know what? They were like they were like really good musicians. But there was a problem. Their front man had obviously decided that they weren't very good musicians. Oh, okay. And he spent most of the set like constantly apologizing for everything. And there's no need to. Well, Especially because it's jazz. What was he apologising for? So, like, they were playing like this, like synthy kind of jazz, mm-hmm. and it's and you're like, oh yeah, and it's like it's just nice, like background music as well. You can have a watch of them if you want because they were pretty talented. Like the the bass player, he was pretty sick. Oh, like scooby doo bop. There was no vocals. It was all about oh, the music. Okay. It was purists. And he's like, he's playing away on the keys, yeah. and then it's like song ends, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, good job, guys, yeah. And he goes, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, amazing. Great performance. I'm happy with it. Uh, but he wasn't. He goes, yeah, as you could uh, as you could probably hear there, uh, my my fingers aren't suited to the uh, the plastic keys of the synth. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Is that what he said? It's like, bro. Wh- what do you mean, mate? We, 
honestly had no idea if he was playing any wrong notes because mm. it's jazz. Yeah. Uh, and you don't need you don't need to tell us. You don't need to apologize. And then he goes, "Okay, next time I'm just going to jump on the trumpet now." Okay. Uh, and Steve here on uh, the guitar, he's going to play the keyboard and the guitar at the same time. So just uh, just bear with him. Oh. So don't throw him under the bus as wow. well. Like uh, we're all like we're all like oh, he's going to play both. I oh, know oh, that's amazing. I can't that's play right. one instrument. Mm, Steve, though, according to the frontman, is not uh, is not up to scratch from the get go. Before oh. we've even heard anything from Steve, he's apologising about it. Horrible. And then they play. They play this quite long piece, yep. okay? But it doesn't matter because, it, like I said, it's just kind of mood music. And they finish, and everyone's like, "Yeah, great job, yeah." Yep. yeah and he goes, "He goes, yeah. Sorry if that was a bit long. Uh, we didn't, we didn't write it though. So um, blame the guy who did. <laughs> that, that'd be like, that'd be like Cram from Spider Bait just going, "All right, next one's Black Betty. If you don't like it though, that's oh, not our no. song. Anyway, here we go." Like, not ours. Yeah. I just want to talk about animals on the loose. And look, there is a elephant seal. Oh. That has caused absolute havoc running through a small town in Victoria, in Port Phillip Bay, uh, which is about like 28 kilometres southeast of Geelong, if you've got a map in front of you. Uh, and look, it, every couple of months, they reckon, it comes out of the surf, or whatever elephant seals do, yep. uh, and just kind of like glides around town, does what it wants, causes a little bit of havoc, and then goes away. And this time, it bounced through like the servo and like broke two windows. Oh, yeah. They're big boys. Uh, they got an elephant in their name for a reason. I believe they have been known to, like, sit on top of cars, even. Yeah, they will do literally, like, whatever they want. It is a very, very scary animal. And I want to ask uh, 1-800-011-666 or just hit us up on the socials on Triple M uh, WA. Like, animals that have gone through your town because we would remember in country South Australia, in uh, in Mount Gambier, when we had some kangaroos that would go down the street often. Yeah, very common. Uh, even used to happen where my folks live in, in Perth because right near a golf course, you'd end up with kangaroos like on your street. Yeah. And you're like, there's Skippy Doe, get too close, he'll kick you. In school, did you ever have the dog on the loose? Dog on the loose, always a good one. One day we had cat on the loose inside the classroom. Really? And that was crazy. The cat was so afraid. It was like climbing the walls. It really? was like, yeah, it like hung from the roof. It was wild. Man. Uh, we, had a, we, had a, we had a dingo. I was grew up in a Darwin. dingo. Makes more sense. Uh, yeah, we had a dingo. We thought it was a dog. And so everyone was like, oh, a dog, a dog. And they all chased the dog. And then uh, the principal over like the. The announcement was like, oh, kids, it's actually a dingo. And then everyone started going, ah, it's a dingo. <laughs> so that was our animal on the loose. one 800 or hit us up on the socials. When have you seen an animal on the loose? So we're talking to animals on the loose. Because in Victoria, making headlines is a big, big old elephant seal. They're huge. Massive. And I tell you what. It probably doesn't get much bigger than that in Australia. You can hit us up on 04800 send through a text of an animal that's sort of been rampaging through your town. Uh, Stab and Tropicana said there was a feral pig in Collie. 
Uh, big and that, that like did a bit of damage a few years ago. Oh yeah, and uh, like that's probably what you're getting up to. Like, so you had a dingo in Darwin. Ah, but, uh, but we thought it was a dog. Was everyone? Pat- like, did anyone pat it? Yeah, like there was heaps of people <laughs> that patted boy. it. Yeah, and then it's like we found out it was a dingo. But like, think about all the other countries in the world. I don't know why people say Australia is so dangerous because like. You hear stories of like, oh, there was a leopard in town in India. Yeah, yeah, and it like, and now it runs the town. And you're like, like, there's a bear in Anchorage in Alaska. Yeah, it's like, there's so much more dangerous. Like, you can't get out of your car in national parks in America because like a lion will get you. You can't even go running in LA. You have to take a knife with you. It's insane. And I just think people need to reassess. Like Australia, it's very cuddly. Like what's kangaroo hopping through town. He's not going to do much damage, is he? More damage to your car than to you. Also, complete side note, I know this is off track, but you know how uh, koalas, because you said cuddly, you yeah. know they have chlamydia? Yes. Allegedly. Yes. Have they ever passed it on? <laughs> like, you could, like you could slander a koala. <laughs> <laughs> they got it. They got it. It's but have right. they ever, like, passed it on to... To what? To people? Yeah. No, because <laughs> it's a different. It's a different strain. It's like it's uh, for, it's the koala version, you know. Oh, okay. That's what I'm gonna say now. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, mate, as the president of the was, social club, I was gonna say you're gonna have to be more specific. The <laughs> <laughs> so president of the social club. Yep. Uh, you organised like uh, the first event of 2023. Yes, it was all me. It was a it was a karaoke night. Yep, it was at the end of the first week back, which is like that's a good start. A lot of places wouldn't yeah. put on an event so quickly. Yeah, I've told people a lot about like oh, I had a work function, and everyone's like, oh, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's like a welcome back, and everyone's like, that's amazing, it's a great idea. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> it like it was a lot of fun. It was a great it was a great night, um, but it it wasn't without you know some complications, some pain <laughs> uh, when. To start the night, we had you on on the microphone doing the first song of the night, um, Tom Petty's Free Fall One. And look, I apologise in advance for what you're about to Can hear. I, just, just this be- might be against the code. Just before we play it, yeah. I did do a speech to start, like a, 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 a coronation. It was great. It was amazing to welcome everyone to the year. Yeah. That was amazing. No one else wanted to sing first. So I graciously... Yeah. Stepped up, led the way, yep. led from the front, and just, just have a listen. Tell you what, I mean, Tom Petty actually being there would have been less disturbing, <laughs> less <laughs> horrific if the corpse of Tom Petty came back at that moment. No, look, if honest, can I just defend myself for a second? Yeah, sure. You're a music guy. Yeah, that's mixed for a live audience. That's not mixed for a recording. <laughs> <laughs> you're bl- so you're blaming the text. Yeah. Like, can I no, get I'm a little, saying if you were there, snare and if you were there live. You would have enjoyed it. That, that, did a guy not say it sounds like Tom Petty? It Petty's sounds here. like Tom Petty's. Was here. that not said? <laughs> that was that. Yeah, was it said. was said it exactly. Was, I mean, it might have been a tinge of sarcasm, but you know what happened afterwards? Uh, the oh yeah, because I did a lot of women were like, oh, 
here's me undergarments. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> here's all that dirty stuff. Get out of here. No, um, I had people coming up to me saying, Dude. "Hey, weren't you supposed to get Mitch singing lessons last year?" <laughs> <laughs> so because we had you assessed by a singing teacher. That's true. So and they were like, "You've let him down." Why is it on yeah, me? Yeah, <laughs> it's actually your fault. Good news for the uh, the Scorchers locking in their home final. Yesterday, wow. in the Big Bash. That's good. In a huge match. We're going to break it down with Jacob Landsmere after 7.30, our favourite sports reporter. Uh, and Big Bash is a lot of fun, isn't it? I love I love a bit of Big Bash. It just feels like fun. It's like fun cricket. Like backyard cricket. Backyard yeah. cricket's fun cricket too. Yeah. But you know what isn't always fun cricket? What? Indoor cricket. I say I don't like cricket. I don't like indoor cricket. And I don't really know why, because it should be fun. It, I know, I know. Like it should, it actually should be fun. Like when they took soccer, outside game, world game, they brought it inside. They made the ball smaller. It was like futsal. Yeah, you had it's less players on the field. Beautiful. Great. Even indoor soccer, a lot of fun. So much fun. So much fun. But indoor cricket, something's a bit off. What do you think is the thing that people don't like about cricket? You would say it's the outdoors. It's the length. Yeah, it's time the, and time in the sun. But indoor cricket like, cancels out all of that. Why isn't it more fun? I think it's because the rules don't make as much sense for the for the scope of the game. Because okay. you're in a very backyard cricket sort of space. Yeah. But the rules are completely different. Are they? They are. Because you've got like, uh, you hit the nets, uh, you hit the nets on the sides, uh, like four, yep. if you hit the net. Beyond the bowler on the full, I yep. think that's a six. But then you can be like, you can be like caught off, you can be caught off the net as well. Really? And it's like that's a little backyard cricket. But you do have a wicketkeeper. Is it tippy go? No, but that's pretty much how you treat it because the non-striker stands halfway down the pitch. Remember that in indoor? No. Yeah, they they they're saying halfway down the pitch. There's their popping crease, and so and man play, catting galore. They play with the cricket ball. They, it's sort of like a. Indoor it's not a tennis ball. It's not a cricket ball. Like, what if they brought backyard cricket, just in, like, just inside? You know, this is yeah, what I'm thinking. Yeah, beers. I'm thinking you take away the wicketkeeper. Yeah, and replace it with beers. But you go <laughs> go to auto wiki. So snick behind, gone. Yep. You're out. The other problem I have is that when you're out in backyard cricket, yeah, you swap the batters. In indoor cricket, you just lose runs. Really? You bat for a set number of overs and either get or lose runs for your team. Like you're in Marlow cricket. <laughs> yeah, and it's, that's not good enough. When you when you get out, whoever either caught you or bowled you now gets to bat. That's the rules of backyard cricket. Yeah, and then so it's almost like an individual game. Yes, and uh, that's great. Like, I don't see, you don't need teams. You just go, we got 11 guys, and we're you, playing cricket. You all get a tennis ball. It's up to you to electrical tape it. Yes, as you wish. Red tape for swing, <laughs> uh, black tape for bounce, uh, and this is what we need. I reckon we could go. I reckon we could turn this into a real game. Backyard indoor cricket, like like living room cricket. I'm trying to think like what's in the house that's indoors where you could play. Al- I think we alfresco could... cricket, <laughs> patio cricket, patio. Oh. oh, that's not bad. Patio cricket. So I reckon we should finalise the rules, and tomorrow on the show I'll like I'll present to you the official like changes. Yeah, and so I think this could catch on. You probably play at the office.
Lamb, Mitchell and Michael, and joining us online now for the first time in 2023, it's our favourite sports reporter, Jacob Landsmouth. Welcome, mate. Oh, Michael, Mitchell, nice to be back with you for the new year. Jeez. Uh, mate, we've, first, we've got to dive straight into it. The Australian Open, what is happening? All the seeds just falling away if they're even competing in the first place. That's what we want, isn't it? You, <laughs> unless, you know, I'd like to see a few Australians be up there, and it's a, it's a pretty small field in that sense. But um, you like to see upsets, I think. In any major competition, it's nice seeing the underdog win, and there's been a few of those. Stefano Sitsipas, a good win last night, and Ega Triontek knocked out yesterday. So, yeah, really interesting few days of results. Have we got any Aussies uh, worth keeping an eye on still? Uh, I think Alex Dimonor might be our only hope uh, heading into uh, the second week. No, no, so, no. He's playing Djokovic. It's it's over. Well, <laughs> well, so, Mitch, you're saying he's no chance. No. You should just not bother supporting our Aussie. How <laughs> dare you? No, I uh, look, I, I actually think, you know what? I'll, I'll go the other way, Jacob. I bet you $20 Dimonor beats Djokovic. Beats Djokovic. Yep. So now you've completely changed your <laughs> Yep, yeah, I have. You backed yeah, me into right. a corner. And, okay, uh... let's do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you an invoice. <laughs> what's uh, what's going on with uh, Peter Bowler? You crossed the uh, the uh, West Australian long-distance champion. Uh, there's a lot of headlines surrounding him. And uh, is it EPO? EPO, yep. So he's tested positive for the banned substance EPO. Um, synthetic EPO. So it had to have been injected. So... I guess we await the B sample, which we should have in the next uh, few days, hopefully. Hopefully we have a verdict, but it doesn't look good for Peter Bowl. Four years is the, the likely punishment he found to have a positive B sample. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty challenging for Australian athletics track and field. He's been such a, a poster boy over the last few years, and unfortunately it, it might all be about to crash down. It's a very uh, basic uh, drug in terms of, like, you know, it's not... Uh exotic in terms of trying to avoid the drug test like that is one of the main ones they they look for so is there any chance that perhaps it's you know like a misread test or maybe it was in a supplement or is there is there any word on that well i guess we don't know that's why we need to find the the b sample before we can get an understanding of exactly what happened and and that will be the proof in the pudding, I guess, once we have a, an understanding of the backstory from Peter Bowl, And that'll only come out, I think, after the B sample. We'll get an understanding of exactly what's happened. But right now, there's a lot up in the air. Better news for West Australians. The Scorchers have locked in a home final. They have, yes. Great win yesterday over the Renegades. High-scoring game. I was there for that one. 400-plus runs, Ooh. number of sixes, 50s. So it's a terrific game, really exciting. And we've got the sixes, a long-time rival. And a win will mean we host the final. So... Plenty to play for next Saturday night. How, do you think they, they can go all the way? Absolutely. They're the best team in it for me. The Sixers aren't far behind, but those two are clearly the standout sides, and, and hopefully we get those two in the final. Well, you're all Pistons firing off to a roaring start, mate. Well done. Uh, welcome back for 2023. Pleasure to be back, Tents. Enjoy your week. Go Demon. <laughs> yeah, no, come on, Novak. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. For us, we head to outer space. And radio signals. From a galaxy nearly nine billion light years away. Really? Had been received by scientists on Earth. Thoughts? I'm confused. I'm like, are they are they owls bouncing back? Are they Like as in like like us, like Triple M. <laughs> yeah, well you can't listen <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that Triple M. Imagine nine billion years away, light years away, yeah. you're on this planet and you find because you're probably wondering if there's life out there as well, you finally hear something from nine 
billion light years away, and it's Mick Malloy. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the interesting thing: is I don't know the speed at which radio frequencies can travel. Yeah, but if it's nine billion light years away, mm. it's from nine billion years ago. Is that how it works? Yeah, because so if you look at a star mm. that is nine billion light years away, yeah. Then that is an image of the star from nine billion years ago because it takes a year for that light to get closer to your eye. Is that how far? Man, that's crazy. so. You, when you look at the stars, you're actually looking back in time. You're you're not looking at them in real time. Oh, okay, cool. So what you're telling me is that radio signal we're hearing from nine billion light years away is still Ray Hadley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this holiday is just gone. I was visited. By some friends from South Australia. Oh, yuck. And we had to have them for a week. No, yeah, yeah, cool. And uh, I told you at the end of last year that we were getting like a, we were getting a spare bed to host them, you know? Our spare oh, room yeah. didn't, didn't have any did kind of bed it? yet. We did. Yeah, we bought, we bought like a sofa bed. Yep. Uh, because I don't need a bed all the time. It's cool that I now have a couch in like my music room. Oh, that's cool. But we thought it was a pretty comfy bed. It turns out that it wasn't very comfortable at all. Okay. It's a very, very thin mattress. Oh. Okay. And one of the friends coming to visit was about eight months pregnant. Okay. Really? Like, could have... And and the doctors had said, you might give birth in Western Australia. Travelling... Well, yeah. eight months pregnant. She got the all clear because you had to. Like, they, she did all the tests, and they're like, "Yeah, you're all clear." They're like, "But you're in the realm now mm. where you might just go into labour." More power to her, especially being in the plane. Yeah, so like, great effort by her, and she can obviously take a lot. And but but like, I I warned her from the beginning. Yeah. Okay, I said like, I was like, if this bed is no good, mm. I was like, tell us, yeah, and you can have our bed. That's nice. That's that's nice, isn't it? That's yeah. that's a nice thing to do. Whereas some friends have said to me, I wasn't nice enough. What do you mean? They're saying that I should have insisted for an eight-month preg- pregnant old woman. What? <laughs> Did you say a pregnant old woman? <laughs> an eight-month pregnant old woman. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. An, an eight-month pregnant about, woman. About, I don't know why I'm doing yeah. Like, that's not her age. Yeah. That's how that does work. Yeah. They said I should have insisted that I should have just, as soon as they're in the house, we go, oh, you're in here, and just give them no choice at all. They're like, because mm. she's a very nice person yeah. and she's not going to say anything. But is that why you did it? Is that why I put it in there? Because she's a nice person? Yeah, no, no, because in like, you knew she wouldn't say yes. No, no, that's not why. I thought because I was, my thinking is, so I house sat this holidays as well mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was offered the master bed yeah. and there's no reason to not have it because of house sitting, but I don't want it because... It's their bed. I don't want to be in their bed. And so that's kind of where my brain went. I was like, they probably don't really want to be in our bed. Uh, they probably much rather the spare room. Well, as a man that's been in many other people's beds, it's, <laughs> it's like, it is, it is an uncomfortable Yeah, so I was thing. like, start with that. If it's really uncomfortable, let us know and we'll swap. Nah, they never would have. And she didn't, she yeah. didn't say anything. I reckon you should have um, just bought a better mattress. Okay. One eight hundred zero double one triple six. I want to. I, I want to focus on like, should I have insisted that they get the nice bed? One eight hundred zero double one triple six. Holidays hosted a friend of mine who was 
heavily pregnant. There's no getting around that. She had to get the all clear from doctors to even fly. Yeah, if if it was a work day, it's 4 p.m. Like, she's one more hour and she's out. Yeah, and they, they said to her, they're like, you could give birth while in WA. So I had to prepare myself for that as well. Maybe that's where it came into my mind a little bit without realising, because she didn't get the main bed, she got the sofa bed. Is that why she came over? Like, it's like when you hear of, like, uh, people in Mexico trying to have their baby in America, so it gets a green card. Is that, like, what they're trying to do with Perth? Like, they don't want to live in South Australia She did anymore. say that you, get, you do get stuck here. Newborn babies, like, can't fly. No, they can't even walk. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go to the calls. <laughs> so we got Erica from Cervantes online now. Erica, am I in the wrong for not insisting that the pregnant woman got the nice bed? Yes. How are you even asking this question? Oh, I, well, know, what, I know what you should have done. Maybe if you still wanted to stay in your bed, your wife could have gone to that room and no, you could okay definitely that was definitely not an option <laughs> no but like what so uh, look it was a so, like the sofa bed she didn't say that it was uncomfortable or anything like that i know it's not a very good mattress and i said to her from the get-go i said if it's really bad let's swap beds and she didn't no, say anything no you should have just insisted in the first place and then you give her that opportunity to go no 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 i'm totally fine on the sofa couch or the sofa bed Mate, she's busy cooking an eyeball and feet and trying to <laughs> produce a human. Yeah. You should have made her sleep on the bed and you should have cleaned the sheets and given her the full treatment. Now, how, how many <laughs> do, times... Do people not clean the sheets when other people sleep in their bed? Oh, I don't know if you're supposed to. Now, how many times are you supposed to go, no, 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 I insist, and they go, no, no, no. How many is appropriate? Yeah, how many do you have to go before you can walk away? Well, I think it depends on the type of friendship. If you know your friend is going to just do the whole polite no, 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 Thing, but you just insist and go, I'm not arguing with you, you're having the bed. You could probably do it like twice, but if it's like just maybe a friendly person that you're just trying to be nice to, maybe just once. I don't know. So am My I a bad friend? I would have made them. Am I a bad friend? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not sure if you heard that, but the, uh, the microphone arm is very creaky. It is. Like a door. <laughs> I wonder why it's like that. I wonder a lot. I yeah. have a lot of questions rattling around in this old brain. Uh, they often come to you when you're in the shower, the good old shower thoughts. Yep. I like to call them a Monday musing. But we just uh-huh. think about the world around us, so mm-hmm. why things are the way they are. Yep. And I was thinking a lot about running. You know, Peter Bowles in the headlines is the West Australian yep. long-distance runner. You've only run once in your life. Mm, a 10K with no prep. Yeah, it was really weird. But... <laughs> because you know what? People are good at, people are good at running. But I realised this. You're not allowed to run in public. It is quite panicking to people, it's isn't true. it? When you see people running, you get a little concerned. What are they running from? What are they running to? Oh, that's true. I think that happened in Argentina. Literally, like a jogger ran past and everyone else thought there was like a something going on, so they all ran. Yes. So yeah, you're right. So you know what we do? What? We have to, as people, change what we're wearing to tell others in public that we're not running from or to anything. I don't think that's why. That we wear, yeah, we have to wear exercise clothes to say we are doing exercise. Have you ever run in Levi's? <laughs> 
Like, I don't think it's the <laughs> I'm not telling. saying running jeans. But we have, like, but active wear actively tells you what you're doing at the time. You, have, you don't mm. care at all if a guy goes sprinting by wearing, like, some Adidas shorts. But if he was wearing just, like, cargo pants and, like, a... Mm. And a polo, you'd be a little, you're like, huh, what's going on here? This is true. Like, by accident, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you think. Because why don't we run more? Because we're really good at running. It's the only thing humans are actually good at. Because if you, if you look at, like, the Olympics, the long distance running is the only thing that, like, we are really good at. Usain Bolt running 100 metres in, what is it, 9.8? Yeah. In, in the grand scheme of the world, that's not very good. Do you mean like with Cheaters animal? are faster, yeah. Speaking of cheaters and long-distance runners. <laughs> Peter Paul. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Yeah. Um, but it makes you think that, like... Or even, you love MMA. Me too. We're not that good compared to, like, gorillas. Do you know Mike Tyson tried to pay a zookeeper to let him fight a gorilla? He would have died. <laughs> he <laughs> would have died. The zookeeper said no. It but, just really makes you but, think. But it's because he was wearing jeans. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review and share with your mates.